Hello everybody, welcome to the Canberra Football Show from Eminem Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Nicoletti. Today, Russ and Michael is back today. Michael, how's it going? Yeah, good. Um, it's good to be back. Just needed that, that week off, but um, no, I'm, I'm happy to be back with, um, with you and alongside Russ again. Um, we're becoming quite the trio, so no, I'm happy to be back. Russ, how's it going? I'm very good, thanks. I'm a bit concerned though, because coincidentally I haven't seen Michael for 14 days, and that's like a quarantine period, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it is, I was yeah. in self-isolation. <laughs> but yeah, good, glad to be back again. Looking forward to chatting about MPL once more. And of course, MPL means, this weekend means we've got the big uh, round one. So since we don't have any games to review today, next week's format will be a little bit different. So we decided, let's just have a, a preview of all the games, each game from MPL 1, MPL 2, and MPLW. But first, though, we've got a bit of a, a Bar TV rundown. Russ, what matches do you have this weekend? Uh, I'll be at um, O'Connor on Saturday for Canberra Olympic against Belconnen United. Uh, joined by Frank Keisha for that one for the big kickoff eventually. It's been long enough coming, but we're looking forward to that. Then on Sunday, myself and Lachlan Roberts from Capital Football will be at the AIS Synthetic Glorious Arena to do Gungahlin United against Word and Western Football Club as well. And uh, I understand you'll be behind the mic at MPLW. I am. I believe I'll be having my first uh, play-by-play uh, with Jeremy, uh, which is the Olympic and Gangala match. So I'm very interested to see that. Of course, Olympic looking to bounce back. We'll discuss that a little bit more. And Gungahlin had a pretty good season last year in the MPLW, finishing fourth. So I'm really, really looking forward to getting back behind the mic and hopefully making this either a weekly or a bi-weekly thing while we... Uh, you know, trying to juggle covering most of the leagues because I want to try and get down to a couple of MPLW, MPL2 and MPL1 games that I'm not commentating or as much as I can get to. So it's going to be a one hell of a seven weeks, I reckon, and beyond, of course, for finals, as we all know. Now, let's just get, let's just get straight into it. So we have MPL1. Let's start with Michael. Would you like to introduce the first match we have, which Russ will well, be commentating? I mean, it's an absolute cracker to start round one isn't it game of the game of the round uh, for, for MPL one uh, we've got obviously Canberra Olympic up against Belcon uh, United on Saturday uh, you know O'Connor like you mentioned Russ um, I think the big one of the big narratives sort of surrounding this uh, the clash this weekend is um, the battle of the new coaches obviously Robbie Katnak um, uh, in his first season uh, as, as head coach uh, up against uh, the returning uh, Paul Paul Maycor. Um so it's going to be a, a very uh, tight contest, uh, in my opinion. Um, see who, you know, comes out on top, really implements their uh, style, style of play uh, against the other. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute um, cracking game. Um, two uh, very good teams. I think Belconnen have a lot to prove uh, after last season uh, as well, after missing out on the finals. Uh, Russ, you're going to be there commentating. It's going to be an absolute uh, cracker, isn't it? Really looking forward to it. Um, and for most of the reasons you've just said, the narrative between the two new coaches, Robbie Cadnatch at Olympic and Paul McCall at Belconnen United. Uh, Paul obviously having a bit more experience as a coach than, than Robbie has, but you know, two teams that last season Olympic finished first on the ladder, Belconnen were fifth, just missed out on finals football. Um, raft of new players. It's a clean slate for both clubs as well. It's really difficult to say who's going to come out on top on that one. And what I can almost guarantee is I think there'll be plenty of goals. Um, both sides don't particularly like to sit back and defend uh, both coaches um, aren't really renowned for that as their style of football um, it's going to be a cracking start to the season though and one that we're really looking forward to you know Olympic uh, were supposed to play Belconnen um, in a friendly last weekend before the draw was 
pulled out and then uh, they mm. rearranged the game very quickly because um, they obviously didn't want to play each other one week, one yeah. week out before the season so having them both fresh uh, neither side's played so we've not really got a match to go on apart from what they did pre-Covid and uh, that would suggest that goals are certainty which way it's going to go is really difficult to call are there any sort of key battles in any area of the, of the field that you're looking at in, in particular, uh, Russ, between these two teams? Really interested to see how Darren Bailey goes at left-back for Belconnen. We know what he was like last season at Tigers. Getting forward in his delivery is important, but perhaps the key battle is going to be um, Kofi Danning against his old club um, up front against the new centre-back pairing at Olympic with Daniel Lindstedt probably dropping in alongside Lasse Ulrich. Um, whoever comes out on top of that battle will have a huge say in what happens and if Jordan Thurtell's picked between the posts for Belconnen as well it might be a busy debut for him and how about uh, having uh, Frank Kasher on the uh, commentary team with you this will be the first match he's uh, commentated about Olympic wouldn't it it'll be the first Olympic game he's done he's done some other games for us in the past I mean it'll be interesting for him I'm going to be ticking off how many times he says we when he's talking about <laughs> Canberra Olympic I'm sure it's going to be one or two he look Frank knows his football inside out it, it must be quite hard for him stepping away from a club that he knows so well he's left it in the capable hands of Robbie Katnach Big changes at Olympic, as we mentioned in the podcast a few weeks ago. They have lost um, six or seven of their players from last season. They've brought a lot of youngsters in. Um, they've also brought in, as I say, Heggie from Tuggeron up front. So it's going to be difficult for, for both those, both uh, Frank, I think, to be uh, impartial on it. But, you know, Frank knows his football, and we're really looking forward to having him in the commentary box. It should be a cracker of a game. And just to let everyone know who wants to go down to the game, it's Saturday, 3 p.m. at O'Connor in close. And then straight after that, we've got Monaro Panthers versus Canberra, Croatia, Saturday, 5.30 p.m. from Riverside Stadium. Now, I guess the one big thing about this one is that both sides had polar opposites to the start of the season. And as we know, it's a very short season. So if they end up starting both like they did last season, Monaro would be well ahead mm -hmm. and uh, Canberra, Croatia wouldn't be so. So, But considering that, of course, I've got new coach, Dean Ulgrenich. So it will really be interesting to see how they go. Monaro have had a relatively, they have a relatively big squad for their first grade. I've heard they had about six or seven first graders playing with the 23s on the weekend, which is quite a massive amount. Uh, so he's got a bit of a balancing act there, but they have had some really good preseason form with a strong win on a Tuesday. Was it 3-0 over the first grade target on? Thursday you were at the match? Night. Yep, Thursday night. And... Um, so Monaro are in pretty good form, and Canberra Croatia, on the other hand, have been relatively quiet. I haven't heard too much out of that camp. However, they did uh, thrash ANU 7-0 in a friendly, which you were at also. So what do you think about this match on the weekend? Look, I've seen both these sides, um, fortunately, over the last fortnight. I've seen Monaro twice beat White Eagles 7-0 and beat Tuggerong 3-0, which is probably a better gauge of where they're at than the game against White Eagles, and no disrespect at all there to White Eagles. I went out to High Street on the weekend. It's a very heavy pitch there. Um, Canberra Croatia, though, look really good. Um, they won 7-0 on the weekend against a good ANU side. They look sharp. If it wasn't for Keegan Jackson in the ANU goal, they could have had three or four more goals. Um, they've got talent all around that pitch. Their, their front three looks good. The inclusion of, of Nico Kalfas um, and Emilio Kishta makes a difference as well. Kishta in, certainly impressed me on the weekend playing in a, a f advanced forward midfield role and just picking passes for Dominic Giampaolo, who was in sensational form. He could have had five or six goals himself. They did lose Kalfas with a tweaked hamstring. It was only minor, so I think that was um, just a precaution to take him off. Um, Monero, though, saw them bags of goals in preseason. Ten against Ugali, eight against Walker City. 
Um, they've been in really good form and they look like a great footballing side. Jimmy Canaridis has done really well with that group, particularly like the look of Lukman Ahmed Shaibu up front, the American. He's been really sharp pre-season, scoring goals, creating chances, but it's been all around. Um, Adam Neo got a hat-trick the other week. Sam Smith's been in fine goal-scoring form as well. It was this game last season when it was about three matches in when Monero were 2-0 up early on against Canberra FC as they were then and FC came back to win and that probably kick-started their season a little bit. Had they lost that match, who knows where they would have gone from there. You know, it's going to be a good game again. Um, I, I think Monero will trouble Canberra FC, but I, again, I th- can't see anything other than loads of goals. Both sides looking really good goal-scoring form. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I was just, uh, you know, as you were going on there, it just made me think, you know... Um, Back to last season, um, you know, when Monero, they had a very uh, good start to last season because they started pre-season early, got the boys um, training hard, and it really showcased uh, early on in the season, and then they eventually fell off, whereas uh, Canberra, Croatia, did the opposite. They started really slow with, you know, figuring out a lot of things in terms of personnel and formation, and eventually picked things up. Um, So, I mean, it's going to be a very um, interesting contest. seems that both teams have been doing... Uh, really well this preseason, so it's a good point, Michael. I think the Panthers ran out of puff last year um, towards the end of the season, and that's mm. why Jimmy's got a bigger squad this season to to cover for those inevitable injuries. Uh, obviously, in the ten round competition, it's not going to be quite as as onerous on people as it was with twenty one matches. But you know, having a big squad is certainly going to help. Um, just a note, though, on the weekend while I was out at at the Canberra Croatia game, Aiden Brunskill decided to call it a day and hang up the boots, um, give a little speech to his teammates in the dressing room before the game and Aiden's played over 300 first grade games for Canberra FC and he's been a big store part of that club so they'll, he'll be missed as well but Absolutely. I think the body knows when the body knows and he just wasn't getting through pre-season as well as he hoped and decided that you know it's the end of the day for him best of luck to him in whatever role he decides to doing football or I, whether he just wants to watch I did have a joke with him that said when he leaves Canberra FC doesn't he have to have a season at O'Connor <laughs> Isn't that in the contract? I think so. I'm sure Miro will be on the phone. Yeah. I'll talk to him about it on the weekend if I get to the match. <laughs> uh, next, next match, Michael, who do we have? Okay, so we've got uh, the grand final uh, winners from last season. Uh, Gungahlin United up against Woden Weston uh, at AIS uh, Sunday at 3pm. Uh, we've got Russ on that game with Lachlan Roberts, as he uh, mentioned before. Um, so for Gungahlin, it's obviously the first... First match of the season for them, where Martial's really sort of balancing, you know, a massive squad with a whole heap of personalities, probably more so that he had um, than he had so last season. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, plays out very early on uh, in the season. Uh, and I mean, Woten Weston, um, you know, there's been no real sort of hype or real buzz about them uh, at the moment but you can expect them to really approach this game without any sort of fear I don't think many people are, are expecting too much of them against the uh, you know reigning uh, grand final winners uh, so Russ um, like, I, like I mentioned I mean Warren Weston should really have absolutely no, no fear uh, coming into this encounter I don't think so I mean as I said before it's a, it's a new season for everybody out there and but for Ulysses to Silver and his team, it is a perfectly difficult start to the campaign. Gungal in a way. One bonus, perhaps, is it's on the AIS Synthetic. Woden well used to playing on Synthetic Field. Melrose um, High School there, Synthetic is their home patch, so they'll be used to the run of the ball there. You know, it's a, it's a big ask to take on a Woden Western team that's been stacked with talent and they've, they've recruited really, really well. 
interesting to see that I guess the question is what 11 Marcel puts out on the park um, which of his players he's going to pick Riley Angelo Santi is out for the season I understand he's injured himself now so that's a loss for them but they've got plenty of cover in plenty of places um, really interesting how Michael Adams slots in against his former club as well whether they play him in the 10 role or a little bit out wide as well so lots of players uh, only 11 can start um, finding the right balance will be the key for Belconnen but uh, for Belconnen for Gungarland rather uh, you know, I think the key though is uh, probably Jack Green. Jack Green plays well. Can Garland play well? That's right. He's certainly a very, very important player at Gungarland. And if you want to tune into that one, that is of course 3 p.m. at the AIS Synthetic, also on Bar TV. Next up, we have Tigers versus Tuggerong at Neon Oval over in Kuma, Sunday 3 p.m. So the same time as the other match. Of course, the uh, the big story out of Tigers is that this is Grogan's first match in charge taking over from Gabby this is his first men's senior MPL in the first grade uh, of course Russ mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago when we had a show that one of the of the two Argentine imports had to leave back due to the coronavirus and then of course we've got Tuggeron who when we had a chat with Mitch Stevens he said they've been uh, shopping in a different window this season so it'll be interesting to see how Mitch Stevens has prepared his side uh, you know, obviously pre-COVID and post-COVID to see how they match up against the other teams. A lot of preparation has been put into that team, I'm sure. Russ, uh, how do you see this one going over in Kuma? It's going to be a tough one for Tuggeron. Um, the Kuma away is always a difficult task for everybody at any stage of the season, basically because it's freezing cold down there. Uh, the pitch generally isn't ideal to play on, but um, for Tuggeron, it's going to be a, a tough ask. I saw them on Thursday last week. They were missing some players. Uh, they were missing a few first grade first choice players quite impressed with their 16 year old defender Lawson Moore though he did a good job and Harry Truman another 16 year old they've got up front uh, ran hard and worked his socks off the main problem I think for them was the lack of creativity uh, they didn't look like creating too many chances whether or not the addition of of some players back into that squad is going to make a difference to Mitch is going to be the big key for them. They need to score more goals. We mentioned that in the he, preseason. He did say that, yeah. And and they, they didn't look like adding to that last week. In saying that, that game could have gone either way in some respects because Monero did score twice in about 30 seconds when they were 1-0 up and that killed the game as a contest. But I think Tuggeronong will go down there. They'll set their stall out. They'll be hard to beat as they always are. In terms of sheer firepower, Tigers have it in abundance across the park they'll definitely be favorites but if you're going to go to kuma and you're going to play them you may as well do it in round one um when nobody's really had a game for a few weeks everyone's perhaps a bit a bit sluggish yeah are you sort of viewing this i mean just looking at the game we sort of just previewed before with gungalan and Woden. i suppose we've got a really sort of heavy favorite in the eyes of a lot of people against a you know not so uh favorite team do you reckon that's the sort of similar case here with with tigers against uh Togunor? Looking at the teams on paper, you probably think so, because uh, Tigers look like a, a stacked squad as well. They look like a really good squad in comparison to Tuggeron, who have a very youthful look about them. But, you know, it's Tuggeron away. Um, they're, a, they're a tricky t side to play against. I think Mitch will be keen to push his side towards the top four this season, and if he's got that sort of ambitions, these are the kind of games he's got to go and get points from. Getting off to a good start is imperative. If they fall behind there, it's always hard to do so. Um, so I think they need to get out of the blocks quickly and take it to Tigers from the off. Michael, would you like to introduce the first MPL match that we have today? Uh, MPLW? Yep. Uh, so we got, obviously, uh, Belconnen uh, United uh, up against uh, the Monero Panthers on uh, Saturday, 3 p.m. at uh, 
Haw- Hawker Football uh, Centre. Uh, obviously, it's the new home ground this season uh, instead of uh, uh, McKellar, with the infamous uh, McKellar. Uh, double change uh, to Belconnen uh, this season with uh, Ahmed Ugbal's, uh first official WNPL uh, game in charge. Um, so a, a good milestone uh, for him, something he'll, he'll be really looking forward to. Uh, after Marin's uh, uh, resignation uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I guess sort of will this sort of affect the team in in their in their first match back? You know, I mean, Ahmed hasn't had too too long to really um, get his bearings with the with the squad, um, but I, we've we've known them for such a long time, Belcon. They're they're the best team yeah, in the competition. Um, will it will will it really phase them? I shouldn't think so. I mean, Ahmed's been around as an assistant there for a couple of years, so they do know his face. It's not unusual. I'm sure he's taken plenty of training sessions for them down the, in the last few years. It's a difficult scenario for them full stop. Everyone's going to expect them to go to play Monero Panthers and come away with a comfortable victory because of just the fact that they're Belconnen United. I think rather than losing the coaching staff, the, the loss of the experience of Caelan Munoz and people like Lauren Keir, it's going to make a, more of a difference to them in that respect. But they still have a really experienced core um, led by Michaela Thornton or Michaela Dare she she was before she was married uh, you know that, that that's going to be a big key for them it's a tough one for Monero in the first round it's it's a game that you don't really want to have to do is play Belconnen but you've got to play them at some stage and I, I was at the Monero launch which was right here where we're sat in Sepate Collective in Jerobombra um, home of Monero Panthers yeah. nice and, plug uh, and nice plug for the, yeah. for the guys here and they they were really confident that they've got a great little squad this year and um, Paul Townsley here has been doing really well with his group. He's got a nice big group, which makes a difference. And he's attracted players from interstate, which we've talked about before. So they'll go in there with no fear. It's round one. No one knows what's going to happen in terms of results. And uh, we wish them the best of luck. And next up, we have Gungahlin United against Canberra Olympics. Sunday, 3 p.m. at Gungahlin Enclosed. I'll be commentating that with Jeremy. Now, of course, Olympic, unfortunately for them, they didn't have the best of seasons last year. They're really looking to bounce back after those disappointing results. And, of course, Gungahlin did had a quite a good season last year, finishing fourth place. We all know that it's a real community effort at Gungahlin between the women's and men's and the 23s. They all, have a, they all try and get together. And they all try and build a system of play together. They all try and have the same philosophy, the same outlook. So Gungahlin, especially with the shortened season, if they can get off to a good start, they'll really be, they'll really fancy their chances, I feel. And any team really will fancy their chance. However, Gungahlin, with the positiveness they had last year, they could really go on to make a mark this season. What do you think, Russ? Yeah, momentum, massive key for both these clubs. And this is a key fixture for them at the start of the season. They'll both look at this on the fixture list and go, okay, it's a different Olympic to last year. What they did last year, you can pretty much screw up the paper and throw it away. I think this is a new group, new players. Um, it's a kind of group that's going to cause problems for Gungal and United with their pace. Uh, could go either way, but whichever side gets off to the flying start here is going to take the points. And if you can build momentum in a short season, you can go a long way. And next up, we have Tuggeranong United versus Canberra United Academy. Sunday, 3.10pm from Canberra. Michael, what do you think about this matchup? Obviously, we've got the uh, interim coach uh, O'Donnell, uh, obviously looking to uh, stamp his mark uh, on the team and, and the season. Obviously, we know that they've um, got an abundance of talent um, in that um, Canberra United Academy squad. Um, some very good players. They play some great uh, team football, from what I've seen uh, over the years. Um, 
So it's going to be interesting to see um, how they obviously uh, start their season up against uh, Tuggeron, who will obviously um, love having their uh, first game of the season uh, at home there uh, in Canberra. Uh, Russ, um, how do you see this contest uh, playing out? Yeah, tough one for Michael Aldred and his group to start with. Canberra United Academy, always a difficult side to play against, mainly because um, other than the fact that they're a good football team, they're young and enthusiastic and they're well coached. They've had a lot of sessions under their belt as well and they'll come out well prepared with the system that they all know. And in Hayley Taylor Young, they've got a goal scorer that just knows where the net is. Uh, whereas Tuggerong, for their part, don't actually have that at the moment. We mentioned this in their pre-season preview that they did struggle to score yeah. goals. For Michael, though, I don't think it's these kind of games that they need to be targeting in terms of getting their results. This will be the kind of game where you can put his team out and say, look, go play. Play and enjoy yourself. There's no, there's no real pressure on this one. Um, if they can get something out of it, great. If they can't, well, they're probably not expected to. And I say that with the caveat of, like every team now, we just don't know what we're going to get. We don't yeah. know who's going to turn up. We don't know what shape they're in, to be honest. Uh, but you'd have to say that Academy are the favourites. Canbar pitch is never fun to play on. I don't know if you guys have probably had experience of that uh, in the past. Yeah, played, played my state league uh, grand final uh, there last year. It wasn't great. It can be a great leveller. Uh, <laughs> most teams that go down to Canbar seem to struggle with the narrowness of it and the, the quality of the field down there. But... You know, it is what it is, and Canberra Academy, I think, will be start favourites, but if Tuggeron can hold them out for a long time and find that elusive goal scorer that they've been looking for for a couple of seasons, they might surprise us. All right, Maddie, do you want to uh, introduce the uh, the final uh, WNPL, uh, sorry, NPLW uh, fixture that we've got this weekend? Of course. So we've got Woden Western against Canberra Croatia, Sunday 3.15 at Melrose Synthetic. Now, Canberra-Croatia, I'm sure, will uh, fancy their chances this season, being a shortened season and seeing um, the coaching changes, really, at uh, Belconnen. They, they, they won't say that, but I'm sure they will fancy their chances because if there's any time to topple the mighty Giants, you would think this season, with a shortened season, if you get off to a good start, this would be the time in that regard. Now, Woden Weston are uh, looking to build and uh, improve on last season, which... They, they didn't have too bad a season. They went, uh, they did quite well. And once again, if you can get on a good start, they'll do well. And of course, Melrose Synthetic, they, they will be more used to that than anyone else. In saying that though, uh, there will be more Synthetic matches because is I believe, uh, Belco's uh, place at Hawker, that's Synthetic as well, isn't it? And if there's any matches on AIS, so we will be seeing more of a Synthetic feel to the uh, MPLW and the MPL this season. What do you think about uh, this match, Russ? I actually think this is a really hard game for Nick Brosnich and his team to start with. Woden Western away, I was quite impressed with what I saw with them last season. They've certainly come on leaps and bounds from where they were the year before. Got to the Federation Cup final, played some good football along the way as well. Finished fifth, just missed out on the on the finals. Um, and, you know, if Nick was picking a game, I guess playing on the synthetic away to Woden wouldn't beat your first choice. Um, they've got enough quality in, in Nick's side to, to come away with the points, as we would expect, with the side that got to the ground final and nearly won it last year. But in terms of potential banana skins, this is right up there in the first round. And as you mentioned, with a short competition, they really can't afford to give anybody a head start. Now, this is the problem that Canberra Croatia have had in the past, is they've dropped points in these kind of games, whilst Belconnen just keep grinding out wins, and suddenly you're playing catch-up. And, and Belconnen rarely drop points. You know, so you're looking at it going, well, where are they going to lose? We're going to have to beat them twice now or whatever it might be. And it becomes a difficult, difficult task. If you can win these games, which, like I say, a potential banana skins, puts you in a good state of mind for when those games come round. And as it was last year, I guess goal difference could come into it too. Um, but they won't be taking Woden Western lightly. They'll be out there looking to, to get off to a good start. And it'll be a tough one for them to do so. 
it should be an interesting match. And fair to say that Wagga City Wanderers will be the favourites against the bye. Well, the bye have been playing well. It's had a lot of, <laughs> lot of practice in the off-season, hasn't it? <laughs> They're looking very sharp. Well, they'll be watching it all, I guess, on Bar TV and looking to see the games that they've got coming up and, yeah, champing at the bit to get involved. <laughs> and now we introduce MPL 2, which... Like, like we keep saying, besides the promotion, they'll still be ready to go. Everyone's, everyone's you know, happy to be back playing. Well, first, we got Narrabunda and Western Malonglo, Saturday, 3 p.m., Boominala Oval. Michael? Bit of a tongue twister, <laughs> that, that one, isn't it? Um, obviously, they've got uh, Malonglo. Uh, new coach, uh, Ned Jeans, um, has uh, brought a lot of fresh uh, blood uh, into their uh, squad uh, as they were close uh, to the top four. Uh, last season, so it's a really good opportunity for them to, you know, um, hit the ground running and get a get a very valuable uh, three points early on uh, in this shortened season, like we've mentioned uh, quite a bit in, in this uh, podcast. And uh, you know, or or Narabunda sort of you know look to make their presence uh, known because they're also a side uh, looking to improve on their performance uh, from last season. So a lot of um, teams are going to be looking to obviously. You know, get back into it and uh, improve uh, a whole lot. Um, Russ, uh, what do you what do you make of this uh, first MPL two uh, contest? Look, if you're going to go and watch an MPL two contest, I think this will be a cracker. This is two sides that really want to make their mark this season, and they've not been shy about it in terms of their recruitment. Uh, for Narabunda, you know, brand new venue. You really don't want to be losing your first game at your brand new venue. People remember that mm. um, for a long time. There's the first goal to be scored at the venue, the first win, the first beer afterwards. Especially clubs like that, the one with all the history. 100. percent And and they'll be they'll be they'll be dying to get out there and have a game of football on it. Western 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 Malonglo, uh, rather, will be keen to get the points on the board as well. It's like I said, two sides that when you look at the makeup of MPL2, you wouldn't think straight away that they're favourites to make the four or to get to the finals, but. You know, short season, we keep saying it. Mm-hmm. Get off to a good start, get some points under the belt, and both these sides will look at this fixture and go, this is eminently winnable for us. And next up, we have Wagga City Wanderers v ANU, Saturday, 3 p.m. at Gissing Over, which is out in Wagga. Of course, ANU are the reigning final winners. However, they are coming off that uh, disappointing 7-0 loss against Canberra Croatia on the weekend, but that was a friendly. I'm sure they'll just dust that off and get and get ready because they know that they have a very strong squad and once again they'll uh, fancy their chances in terms of lifting some sort of trophy this year. However, for them, I'm assuming trying to be the Premiers would be their goal this year since they missed out last year. And Wagga have strengthened. They've brought in they've brought new players in. They've brought new players from around the region, not just in the Wagga region. We said this about the women's as well. They've this is uh, great to see how clubs like them can attract players from Canberra or from Dubbo or from any sort of these surrounding regions. So how do you see this match playing out? I wouldn't read too much into ANU's result on the weekend against Canberra Croatia. I think Canberra Croatia could do that to a lot of sides, to be honest, with the firepower they've got. I spoke to Jim Dawson beforehand, and I think the key for them is what he told me was that they're not going to make the same mistake they made when they went to Wagga last year, where they went there a bit underprepared. They got there a little bit late in dribs and drabs, and I think they just took it a little bit less seriously than what they thought it was going to be, and it almost cost them. So this year that they've decided that they're going to do it correctly, get down there, away from home, first game of the season. It's a long trip, and it's a tough one to get out there. And, you know, Wagga City Wanderers are going to be really excited about getting the first game under their belt with their new players as well. What better test for them than the side that won the grand final last year as well? If they could get off to a good start with a win or a point against this ANU team, then they'll be they'll be laughing all the way to the bank, to be honest. But 
for NU, if it was a draw, I don't think they'd be too disappointed. But they were missing some key players on the weekend. Um, they've got some quality there. They've got some good young talent coming through. Uh, some new students that have arrived um, and have gone straight into the NU squad, which tends to happen. Yeah. And they'll, they'll obviously be a good side again. Um, I happen to think when you play Wagga, getting them at the start of the season is always worse than playing them at the end of the season, depending on how the results are going. Because, you know, the travel gets to you and it gets a bit tiring to go up and back to camp all the time. And maybe your motivation isn't quite what it used to be. But at the start of the season, you're fresh, you're champion. We haven't been playing football for months. It's time to get out there and kick a ball, and both these sides are going to go at it hammer and tongs. This should be a, it should be another interesting matchup. And next we have two of the favourites as well for the title. Uh, I believe you two know the uh, Eagles White Burgers, uh, the, sorry, the White Eagle Burgers, uh, quite well at uh, Woden Park in close Saturday, 3 p.m., are you guys going to go down and get a... I oh know you're not because you're commentating. Yeah, Michael, you're going to go down and get an Eagle Burger? And, I might uh, have to. I've had, I've had a fair few in my time as a player. So, I mean, don't be too surprised if you catch me down there just munching on a Can burger. Can they Uber eat me once, O'Connor? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, Russ, you, I mean, you mentioned before about Narrabunda and uh, Western Malonglo being a, a really good clash to go and uh, watch uh, this weekend. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, White Eagles against O'Connor doesn't get much better than this. You've got, I mean... You've obviously got the heritage uh, behind this fixture with, you know, Serbia and, Serbia and uh, Croatia. Um, I know, being, obviously, being a player uh, for, for White Eagles, it was always a fixture we were really up for. Um, it's a it's a cracking game. It's a it's a great um, game to go to in terms of um, atmosphere as well. Uh, there'll, there'll be people raring uh, to go to to go and watch that one. Um, you know, O'Connor has a deep, but we all know. Um, how much um, O'Connor uh, has 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 improved? Um, how much they've obviously just brought in a whole heap of players um, for the for this start of uh, this season. Um, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be very uh, tightly uh, contested. Uh, obviously, like Matt said, two of the front runners are to to really challenge for the uh, premiership this season. Ross, what what are your thoughts on it? Other than the uh, Burgers, of course. This is going to be the biggest game in Canberra this weekend, I think, um, in NPL 1, 2 and women's. And that's no disrespect to any of the other teams that we're going to see in action, but it's just something when these two take the park, and you mentioned the historical differences between them, you know, that's the kind of thing that, that maybe these players these days don't quite so, so worry about too much. But the, those badge, when they put it on, they both want to go out there and win, and they like nothing better than beat each other. And both sides are stacked with talent. Um, this would be a Premier League game anywhere else in the country, I think. I mean, MPL1 would be graced with the presence of both mm. of these two sides if they could both get up at some stage or if they restru- if there was a restructure and they were both in there straight away. You'd be, you'd be at this game, They'd be with, along with hundreds and hundreds of other people watching it. Both sides, um, plenty of goal-scoring talent, uh, plenty of, of creative players. It's just really exciting to see that, you know, and perhaps in some, some ways it's disappointing it's the first game because yeah. it's going to be out of the way straight away. But, I mean, you know, what a Philip for either of, these, either of these sides, if they can get a result in the first round, three points against your bitterest rivals. Um, if you're not up for this game, having not played for, for six months or whatever it's been, you know, almost a year, well, since we've last kicked the ball in, in anger, if you're not up for this game, you're playing the wrong sport. There's not much more of an incentive. I mean, especially for the, the, for the fans to show up. This is the game for them to show up. It's just the passion. I think, I think that's what sets this match like, like you said, no disrespect to everyone else, just the passion of these two 
of their fans. It's not just the players, it's the fans as well. Like, this is this will probably be the most attended game of the weekend, I would say, as well. Yeah, it's what football's all about, isn't it? It's why we watch football. I mean, so to have the passion like that we get here, to have the... To have the uh, you know the real raw aggression, if you like, of of two teams really going at it, hammer and tongs for ninety minutes, and then afterwards, yeah, great, they're yeah. going to have a these beer. Are the, these are the sort of game. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off, there, Russ. Right. They, they, these are the sort of games that you hope to see um, in and around your your local sporting community. I mean, I mean, we've we've all just banged on about how great this fixture is going to be, and I, I can't say it enough. It, it it's an absolutely cracking fixture, and everyone, you know, th- that's one you should go go to and. Um, have a look at look if both these sides play to their capacity this season this will be a good game both these sides will be up near the top and I wouldn't be surprised if we're sat here in, in 14 weeks or whatever it is time talking about these two playing in the grand final wouldn't Absolutely. be a surprise at all and you imagine the scenes and the crowds we would get if these oh. two were to play in an NPL 2 grand final and then if you couple that a bit later down the track maybe next season saying well it's for promotion incredible yeah, all of a sudden it's going to be one of those occasions you don't want to miss so if you're in and around um, the venue on the weekend get yourself down there because it will be an absolute cracker and feel free while you're there to tune into Bar TV and watch O'Connor v Bill Connor at the same time little O'Connor Olympic v Bill Connor at the same time yeah why not a little bit of uh, multitasking there why not look I'm not sure whether they're filming the NPL 2 games this year are they uh, I, d- I don't believe they are unfortunately okay. I might be wrong but uh, they're definitely not commentating on them that's what uh, Lachlan Roberts from Capital Football told me but I, I would hope that they're, co- uh, that they're filming them yeah, look, hopefully somebody's got a, you get a, get get this a camera one, anyway. down there to get that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure the clubs have their own video cameras down there yeah. and they'll be Some posting highlights. up. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye on social media afterwards. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. Well, Matt, uh, last fixture uh, for the MPL2. Uh, you you want to uh, get into that one for us? Of course, Brenda Bella and Ugali. I spoke to both of these coaches, as I mentioned last week. And in terms of Brenda Bella, it's, they would really talk about the, uh, the process of uh, pr- improving the team with Zoran Glavinich as coach. And... So far in preseason, they've had quite good results against competition that they will be versing. They beat Queanbeyan City 2-1 in a friendly uh, this weekend in New South Wales, of course. So that's definitely uh, that should definitely be an in, an in, not an improvement. I should say uh, a morale booster for Brinda Bella and Ugali, of course. They're going to be raring to go. I'm sure they'll be excited to have their first trip into Canberra and Luke Santolin. As he said on last show, he gave us a great quote, we're not here to make up the numbers. Ugali here to really make a challenge this season and they'll try and topple the Blues of their home ground in Corwell. What, how do you see this one playing out, Russ? Well, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I'd have thought Ugali would be coming away with three points for the first win, away win of the season because of the way they play together and they've, they've been together a long time. But that result on the weekend for Brinda Bella was an amazing result with a very young team. To go to the Riverside Stadium and beat Queanbeyan City, albeit in a friendly, and you know, friendly results don't really count for much, but to come away with a 2-1 win against a, a side that's going to push for the top four and is always difficult to beat is an amazing achievement for Zoran in his first match. And you know, They've got young, pacey forwards in that team. They've, they've got a youthful exuberance around the track. And uh, they'll look at this fixture and go, well, it's a long trip for Ugali. We mentioned it the other way for ANU to Wagga, but Ugali doing a similar kind of trip down this way. Um, it's going to be tough for Luke and his boys, but... They'll be up for the challenge, and I think it will be a really, really good match to go and watch as well. The, the surface down at Brinda Bella has actually been very good over the last couple of years, and I think it will play for a good, a good football match. I um, did want to mention something. When I drove past the Riverside briefly on the weekend, I saw Queen Bean City had a brand-new um, team bus, team coach, oh, wow. with, uh, with logos on the side and that. I'm not sure when and how they plan on using that, but yeah. if anyone from Queen Bean is listening to this, we should find out. Ugali yeah. and Wagga City matches. 
maybe that's what it is, just for <laughs> yeah. those two away trips, the long away trips. But it was a fully branded Queanbeyan City white coach. They'll be arriving in style. That just that just proves how excited the sponsors, especially, are mm. for you know possible promotion next season. They uh, or for the season after they're you know, very, very uh, invested in their teams, which is great to see. It's, it's fantastic to see. Not, I've not seen it before in, in Canberra. It's amazing that they've got the uh, the infrastructure in place to go out there and do this, and, uh, and all credit to Queanbeyan City for, for, I mean, maybe they're going to be rocking up and meeting at the Riverside, driving this bus to their away games and, you know, rocking up in, in the bus in style. And yeah. Maybe just stick some, stick some suits on the players and be like, cut final yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can have the, uh, the, the, the film rundown just to put on the Instagram or the Facebook, you know, where yeah. they're... Uh, High fiving. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, elbowing, elbowing, elbowing yeah. for social distancing the, right. uh, the the fans and whatnot, or just the just the fake waves like uh, uh, for the UVA matches. You got Ronaldo just with his headphones in, going, you know, fake fake oh. doing it and uh, yeah. I've fake noticed, doing the fans. I have noticed in the Premier League over the last few weeks that the social distance celebration seems to be out the window. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, happened no, first no. match in <laughs> Bundesliga especially. There was a the few of the elbows yeah, and, uh, and elbows, then slightly yeah. pump fist bumps, but now yeah. it's just all on Hugs, for yeah. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they've just given up. As long as they, I'm sure they're like, as long as we are social distance outside football, they, you know, which is mostly I mean, the thing. It's slightly off topic, but you know, having watched. The, the games behind closed doors it really goes to show just what presence fans make yeah. in, in oh. the crowd you see the players and they score and, and I was watching some some highlights and apologies to any Arsenal fans that are watching this <laughs> but I was watching some highlights of how Arsenal have dropped 21 points this season from games yeah. they've been winning and I was watching Sheffield United score against Arsenal at, at the Emirates and the crowd going mental the players going absolutely ballistic dive on and everything and you compare that to a few weeks ago when they're Oli McBurney's smacking one in from two yards out against Watford or whatever and it's just a little fist bump and it's just not the same, is it? No, it's it's not. It's it's been very strange um, seeing no, absolutely no fans, um, you know, uh, in the in, in the stadiums uh, for these for these Premier League matches, hasn't it, Matt? It, it, look, it certainly has, but you know, I'm sure we're all uh, used to it by this by this yeah. point. But I would say the the good thing about sport is is that obviously it's not predetermined. So there's you're still you still have that feeling as a viewer that there is something unexpected that's going to happen. It's not like watching a, like a concert or a, not that any concert has been happening at the moment, but you know, imagine watching a concert with no fans or, or a, a stand-up comedian with no fans, which sometimes with fans even, that could be quiet, but you know. <laughs> look, we're very lucky in, in the, the, the sport we follow has the capacity to surprise yeah. at every level. I mean, you look at, you look at other sports and you, you watch football and you get round to the FA Cup, and again, we're off topic a little bit here, but we talk about non-league sides. They come out there and you could put a team out there and you've seen it in the FFA Cup here in, in Australia where mm. you put Canberra Olympic out there against Sydney FC an amateur side against a professional side and they can hold their own for 50-60 minutes before you know the professional side comes through and on the rare occasion um, we've, we've seen Central Coast Mariners lose matches Adelaide lose matches yep. as well they can, they can beat the professional teams now I can't think of another sport where if you did that that would happen you put a, nope. an amateur rugby team up against someone like the Brumbies or against the Crusaders You're they'd get, get absolutely annihilated and they wouldn't even be in the game and, and I can't see I can't think of many sports where that would ever happen and we're very lucky that we've got that it's the beauty of the world game, and unfortunately for Queen City, they won't be feeling that elation this weekend because they are facing the bye. So maybe they should play. Who was it else on the bye? <laughs> um, was it Wagga City? City. City? Maybe they should the have a bye round. A bye <laughs> yeah, round. A bye match. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a kick around. All right, that is all the matches uh, wrapped up for our preview. Next week we'll have all sorts of new things uh, decided. We'll all try and get out to as many games as we can, talk to as many people as we can, and bring you a very uh, interesting show just from all three leagues and we're just excited to be covering it's football good to see again football being played you know uh, across those levels in the in the ACT again I can't wait to 
you know, come back on here and, and, and really get, get into the results that, that we saw over the weekend, performances that really stood out. Um, it's going to be absolutely amazing, and I'm just so happy that, um, you know, this is, why we, this is why we started all this in the first place. Um, it, it, you know, like, I, I, I can't be more happy that it's finally we're going to have some, uh, some matches. I've seen Matt chuckling over there. I don't know. After four that. long months, we're finally this long process where we started in January and we were meeting with Russ and whatnot in February. And now, after four long months, after we filmed the first one, or sorry, recorded the first one, we're mm. finally getting back into it. Russ, any last thoughts? I was going to say, please, if, if you're out there stay safe and do the right thing so that we can get out on the field yep, this weekend last thing right. we need is a few more spikes and cases and this being postponed but if we get out there this weekend which we're looking like at the moment it's a great time to be part of football in canberra we've got live bar tv coverage we've got games that you can go and watch throughout canberra and then we've got the m&m podcasts followed it following on as well from that you can get plenty of talking about MPL football and MPL2 and women's football in Canberra. It's a great time to be a part of it. Um, if you want to be a part of it as well, feel free to get in touch with us as well. I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities for on-ground um, people to report from. And, you know, there'll be stuff for Capital Football. They want photos and reports. And, you know, just get involved and enjoy your local football. Yeah, we have plenty of, uh, Michael, and I have plenty of ideas down the pipeline. So if anyone wants to get involved, just uh, give us Sh- a shout. Shoot his message, absolutely. We... we Let's be honest, with the, with the, uh, not everyone can catch every game, so if anyone wants to give us a report or what they thought of the game, we're more than helping, happy to listen, and then hopefully uh, hopefully all goes well in the next couple of weeks with what's going on in Victoria and all the people coming over, but hopefully we can uh, continue this for the whole season. And if you're listening to Eminem Podcast and you don't agree with what we've said, feel free to drop <laughs> us a line. You know, We're yeah. happy to hear from you, and we're happy to address any, any issues you might have or any, any questions you might think that we've got that badly wrong, and give us a reason why. It, it, Exactly. This is a this is a community effort. The way I see it, I'm sure you feel the same, Michael. Before yeah, we wrap up, absolutely criticism. I, you know what I mean. I mean, look, you don't want to read into it too much, but you know, criticism can help you go a, a very long way if you if you approach it with the right mind mindset. You know what I mean. It can really help you sort of develop a show in many uh, many of different ways, and uh, I think it's important to you know listen to what um, our, our fans uh, have to say. We're, we're appreciative of of everyone that's been um on the ride so far and the the pages um the brand is continuing to grow and we're we're so stoked with that um so i just want to say thank you to everyone that's been with us so far and um that's going to continue with us uh, as this as this season uh, progresses and now the real fun begins any last words russ now plenty plenty more to come i think and we're looking forward to this weekend get out there watch some football thanks for having me on again guys uh, no th- worries at all no, thank you thank you russ now Like we said, next week we will be back with more. That's the first round uh, preview. We can't wait to get everything underway. Thank you very much, everybody, and have a good week.